Hi, I'm Thomas Clements, and this is the Zenith Ministries podcast. Welcome to our message of hope, security, and an exploration of true happiness. I'm glad you're here with us as we continue to share our stories of the many peaks and valleys of life and the beauty, truth, and goodness we were able to find in it. Please visit our website at zenithministries.com to connect with us to discover more. Thank you for joining us. Today, I want to look at how we can trust God. Like, How can we grow in our trust of God? And uh, I want to start off by looking at the, the awesome story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from Daniel 3, who, you know, when... When Nebuchadnezzar was ruling over Israel, he brought, you know, many young, uh, strong men from Israel to to come and serve in his courts. Uh, three of whom are Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and and they were working for him, you know, so to say. But they were also, you know, still loyal to God. And what happened was King Nebuchadnezzar made a decree that whenever uh, the the music was played. Everyone had to worship this golden statue, and these three men, you know, privately refused. They kind of did what they wanted uh, to worship the one true God and be loyal to him, and it was reported to the king that they were disobeying. And when he, you know, brought them before him and asked them about this, uh, he said, you know, why aren't, why aren't you doing this? You know, didn't you know that we've threatened to to throw anyone who disobeys this decree into a furnace of blazing fire. That you will surely die if you, you know, if you disobey this decree is basically what he's saying. And their response is awesome. It's, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to present a defense to you in this matter. If our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the furnace of blazing fire and out of your hand, O king, let him deliver us. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods and we will not worship the golden statue that you have set up, right? They had total trust in God that even, even if he didn't save them from the fiery furnace, they, they knew that he was real and that he loved them and that he was worth serving. He was worth being loyal to. And so the rest of the story goes that they are thrown into the fiery furnace and they are miraculously delivered and and Nebuchadnezzar is so amazed by you know, how they're delivered that that he does away with his decree and, and I can't remember exactly but he said a lot of you know beautiful things about the one true God uh, and so I, I want to imitate the the trust in God that these three men had that when even if I am threatened with death I know that God is either going to deliver me or you know, things are going to be okay regardless because he is good and loving and, and wise and knows what's best. And, and so I want, I want to be like Shadrach, Meshach, and, and Abednego because, you know, God is all powerful and, and, and ever caring. Um, and we want to be able to, to recognize, you know, the many attributes. So I have uh, a few reflections I'd like to share with you, uh, some stories and then at the end of the podcast, we'll look at you know different steps we can take to grow in our, our trust of God. We can trust in God and his providence, 
even more than we trust the, that, that gravity will hold us on earth, right? We can trust in God. I'm going to say this again. We can trust in God and his providence even more than we trust that gravity will hold us on earth. This means all things are possible by him, and he is always concerned with everything going on in our lives. Having a friend capable of all things is comforting and a reason to find peace over succumbing to anxiety. When I was younger, uh, I was terrified of flying. Even so, I was fortunate enough to fly often, you know, in the 90s, uh, at least one trip a summer. A few times, starting at the, about the age of 10, I would even fly alone. You know, my parents would send me to visit family in Minnesota. We'd go fishing. Uh, we'd go to the fair sometimes and just, you know, hang out. Um, and so I would, I would take those, those flights alone that give me, you know, the wings, you know, the little pen that's the wings, and they take care of me. Uh, but it was usually during takeoff and landing that my anxiety would be at its worst. Uh, you know, and at this time, you know, I had not even known of, uh, I had, had not known of any, or very few at least, plane crashes. However, I had a lack of trust in the process of flying, and that made me worried. Eventually, I learned to overcome my anxiety with a trick. So I imagined that the plane was hooked up to a cable uh, attached to something like a, a ride at Disney World. I did not need to fear because the cable would not let the plane fall. This, this thought process helped me to believe that everything was fine. Okay, so yes, it was a blatant lie. I was lying to myself, but it worked. Now I can fly without imagining anything because I learned to trust the process of flying. Something similar can be said of God's providence, which is the constant caring guidance and direction that God provides. However, in this case, God's providence is very real, and so we don't need to lie to ourselves uh, convincing that it is, convincing ourselves that it is. So we see the truth. We see the truth of divine providence stemming from creation. Uh, in the beginning, God created the world, yet it was in a state still incomplete because there was still hunger, thirst, need, and growth yet to be realized. Providence is the work of God to bring forth this completion as he feeds, provides drink, and brings about growth to his creatures. We see this most beautifully in the lesser creatures around us, birds building their nests, lions hunting their prey, and the spider building its intricate web, all acting merely on instinct and without higher reason. Uh, these all manifest God's provision for what he has made. From the moment it is planted in the ground, a seed has everything it needs to grow into a magnificent tree. All that it is missing is water, sunlight, and time. Once given these things, development occurs, bringing about the tremendous mystery of life. How does this happen? How does a tiny pebble-like object that seems dead open to create a wooden trunk and branches, uh, an intricate vascular system of nutrition and water along with leaves, sometimes fruit, uh, to even produce more seeds and then reproduce. This would be a mystical experience if it was not so frequent. A similar process occurs for humans when the egg is fertilized that a human develops seemingly out of thin air. In reality, the zygote is very small, yet seeing how large humans become, it is tremendous to reflect upon the ratio of growth happening. Once again, everything humans need to become a full-grown adult is present at the planting of the seed. Once again, all that is needed for development is nourishment, 
growth, and time. Every bone, hair, tooth, system of organs, veins, the epidermis, the ever-pounding heart, and our complex brain all develop over time from something you can't see with the naked eye. Our souls are always present beginning at conception. Sure, there are anomalies in nature. However, even those point to the always present care of God. The minuscule chance that anything living on this planet has at being alive is so slight that we really should be in awe of it more. The fact that Earth is just, just close enough to the sun and yet not too close. The oxygen level is perfect. All the food groups humans and other animals need to live healthy lives can be produced from what is living on the earth. It's, it's amazing. To me, it is living proof that we have a creator uh, lovingly taking care of us. And, and then, you know, there, there's the beauty of it all, too. Like, you look at the world, and it's, it's beautiful. All those colors, right? It's, it just seems that not only are they beautiful, but that we, as humans, perceive the beauty it just all connects. It, it all connects too much that uh, it just it blows me away. And so this loving care has further extended uh, throughout human history on a grander scale. Yes, there have been wars, natural disasters, terrible plights of illness. However, God has brought good out of these events, no matter how devastating they have been. While death is always sad and, and never should be the desired outcome, Viewing the sorrowful process of grieving as a cross that can lead us to salvation can help, but also you have you know the the accompaniment that that occurs when you know people see one another grieving and they reach out and they they're there for each other. That's a beautiful thing to to see someone just take care of another and to to show that that love and care for someone who's going through that grief. That's a beautiful beautiful thing. And I, I don't want to downplay suffering. I don't want to belittle death because it's hard and it's it's awful. But I'm I'm trying to look at what's what's positive here. Trying to you know bring good out of it somehow. Um, and furthermore, we we see in every war we have fantastic stories of heroism and sacrifice. After natural disasters, we hear of the love of strangers looking out for others. Um, we can see the great intelligence of of humanity as scientists work and discover new medical treatments to, to help with illnesses. Um, we could really say that there's never been an evil that has occurred in history that, that some good has not come out of. And, and like I said, I'm not trying to belittle pain and sadness that, that, that we experience when suffering and death happen. I'm simply trying to convey the need to look for the good that is still present when bad things happen. As history and experience show us, suffering and death will continue to happen. But with God, we see the good that can come out of it. And for and for more on the subject of suffering, I invite you to check out some of our other podcasts. And then there's a, a book on the subject of suffering uh, that will re- that we will release sometime in the near future as well. Um, in addition, though, to observing God's providence unraveling in real time around us. We also have the scriptures to illuminate us with the reality that God always brings good out of our mistakes. With Adam and Eve, God lays down the limitations as his divine punishment. However, right after, in Genesis 3.15, he shows them. He shows them the good that will come from this mess, the one who will crush the head of the serpent. God is essentially promising that he will care for humanity, 
the offspring of Adam and Eve, and deliver them from the consequences of original sin, especially suffering. We can see God is promising providence to our first parents. We see throughout Scripture how God is faithful to this promise. To know that we will get to where we want to go if we continue to repent from our sins and seek God, regardless of our fallen nature, character defects, and mistakes. To know all this is very comforting. Uh, An old college professor of mine put it best when he said, God writes straight with our crooked lines. And all of history showcases this. If we pinpoint specific times and events, we might get caught up in the evil and destruction man has brought about. However, looking at the bigger picture allows us to see the good things God brings about uh, through man's failures and errors. And so looking at this, I want to offer just a, a list of steps we can take to grow and learn to trust God more. And, and the first step is to read stories of great faith. Our own faith is activated when we witness or hear about stories where people live out their faith and showcase tremendous faith. And so we can look up and, and read many stories of the saints, the holy men and women in scripture, and those we may know of alive today who can also remind us uh, of the works of God and how we should respond to him with faith. Uh, One awesome, awesome documentary on Amazon Prime. It's called Mully, M-U-L-L-Y. It's about this very wealthy guy who lived in Africa, uh, you know, rags to riches story. And then he, you know, was at the top, uh, very rich. And he started taking in homeless children and started a, a children's home. And it it did even more, uh, and all of it was because he felt inspired by God. He felt called by God, and so he believed that God was calling him. He believed in what he was doing. Even though people were kind of questioning him, thinking he was crazy, he still went through with it and uh, watched the the documentary. He does some incredible things uh, because of his faith. It really is an uplifting documentary for sure. Okay, the next step is we need to build a relationship with God. Just like with all relationships, the, the better it is, the, the more trust there is, right? And so we want to continue to, to speak with God, spend time with Him in our hearts, even in silence. Even if we don't say anything, just you know, be aware of His presence to us. That is, that is good. Uh, so we want to build that relationship with Him so we can build that trust. Number three, look to past examples of God's help in your past, right? We, we talked earlier about how amazing conception is for a, a human life. It's really remarkable, like starkingly remarkable that you exist. Like look up the biology and what comes, what happens and occurs at the beginning of a human being's life at conception. Like what has to take place? It's, it's insane. Right, so the fact that you exist is is you know one out of you know a million, and then you know what other difficult moments have you gotten through? How was God there for you? I know for me, I've been through a lot of difficulties, and in the in the moment it seemed it seemed hard, and and like things weren't going to get any better, and then I got through them, and and looking back on them, I see just how amazing it is, and how God was with me. Uh, through it all. 
Number four is appreciate things more. We need to look at the world in awe and wonder and be amazed by how amazing it is. Like everything in the in the, the natural world is truly just remarkable, beautiful, intricate, complex. And, you know, we kind of get used to it, almost bored with it, but we need to rekindle that that sense of wonder and really be in awe of it because it's it's insane. And it all works like clockwork, you know, mostly. You know, some things can, can fall apart, might not uh, seem to be, you know, working very well. Like we look at hurricanes and natural disasters. But in a way, like all those mechanisms that come together to, to make that, that's how the world works. And it, it's, still, it's still super impressive and amazing how it all comes together to do that. Uh, and then finally, number five, and this is super simple. Pray the Our Father often. Practice trusting in little ways. And one of those little ways is to pray the Our Father often. And you, you look at the seven petitions in the Our Father to really understand this more. Because when we pray, you know, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Uh, give us this day our daily bread, right? Especially those two. But when we pray the Our Father, we're, we're really showing him that we trust him. Like even our father who are in heaven, right? Like you're my father. I, I believe that you are my father. And that's just, that's showcasing a trust and it's it's putting it into practice. It's it's showing God that we, we believe in him and that we want to trust in him because we're asking for things from him that, that can build that trust. Okay, so those are my five steps to, to grow your trust in God. And let me read those again for you without explaining them, just to kind of give you a quick summary. So number one is read stories of great faith. Two, build a relationship with God. Three, look to past examples of God's help in your past. Four, appreciate things more. Five, pray the Our Father often. And I think if you do those regularly and you, you take take these steps, you will grow in your trust of God and be amazed uh, at the results of what happens when you trust God more in your life. Thanks for listening. Glad you joined us. Please help us out by subscribing to our podcast and leaving a review. You can like and share it on social media if you think it might help someone else. Uh, Please subscribe to our email list as well, just at the bottom of zenithministries.com. There's a place for that. We are now accepting signups for a one-on-one mentoring program, and that's found on our website too. Uh, Please come partner with us as we lead others to the heights of humanity.